Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome back to Men to Bloom. This is the podcast where we talk about real life motherhood struggles and tips and tricks and all the kinds of ways to simplify life so that you can get back to living the life you love, something you enjoy, just full of peace and love and joy. <laughs> I'm your host, Britt Clarkson, and I'm really, really glad you've chosen to join me here today. Today, I was on Pinterest as I frequently am. I'm trying to replace my like doom scrolling on social media with scrolling on Pinterest because at least it might spark some uh, inspiration to do something or to do something differently. I feel like I'm educating myself rather than just filling my mind with noise. Anyways, I was on Pinterest and I saw a 30-day self-care challenge. And I've seen posts similar to this hundreds of times. I think I've probably even made a post similar to that in the past. But this time it like struck me and I was like, self-care challenge. How many challenges have I done with the intent of like creating ease and peace in my life? It's an oxymoron. It just occurred to me today. That a challenge for ease is an oxymoron. A challenge for self-care should not be a challenge. It should be easy. Am I right? Um, and I know that it's not, it's not meant to be an oxymoron. It's not meant to like defeat it. But I was seeing that and I was thinking like every time I try to do like a self-care, like 30-day challenge, it ends up like making me feel worse because I start to judge myself on my performance rather than paying attention to how different, um, aspects of the challenge are making me feel, you know, like I get that the idea is meant to expose you to more types of self-care so that you might find something that works for you and start incorporating it into your daily life so that you can actually get the self-care and see the change that you actually need in your life. But I just start seeing it as this like checklist that I am meant to get a hundred percent on. And if I'm skipping days or I'm not doing it or I give up, then I equate that to my own failure. And then all of the self-care I have done, all of the mental mindset work I have done, all of the mental health practices I have done, then become null and void, like flush it down the drain. That has nothing to do with today's episode, <laughs> but I like literally just saw that because I was distracting myself from recording by going on Pinterest. Because I don't know, I've gotten this habit and I'm, I'm addicted to my screens. I'm addicted. I really am. There's no other way to say it. And I am, I'm in recovery for my phone and television addiction right now. Like I'm big time addicted to screens. And so I sit down to record something. And of course, I'm just going to open up my screen. It's bad. It sucks. Uh, so yeah, when I saw that and I got an idea, oh, I should, you know, share that with my friends. I was like, hi, I'm going to pop on, share this with my friends. Let's just let's cut the crap. Let's get back to this. Let's do the thing I came here to do. Right. That being said, what I am here to talk about is a little bit of mindset stuff, a little bit of mantra stuff. This is, uh, this is an episode dedicated to the one phrase that will end your overwhelm and your anxiety. Now, I am borderline ADHD. I'm saying that because I've never been diagnosed ADHD, but I do have a lot of 
characteristic traits that are in line with someone with ADHD. And typically what I have discovered through my researching, because I have been diagnosed with clinical long-term depression, um, I do believe that it is simply the, the neurodivergent bit of depression that I tend to have in my mind. And I firmly believe that they're going to come out with some new diagnosis in the next few years that is for uh, like the long-term depression that I have where it is not accompanied by sadness, but it's not quite um, ADHD or autism or anything like that. Um, but it is like, it's a very much neurodivergent. Like my brain just works differently and it is pretty much attributed to depression. And it comes with depressive episodes where I lack motivation and focus and uh, all of that. But anyways, you're not my you're not my psychologist. My, you, you don't need to hear all the details, but if you're kind of like in the boat as me, I have been told by therapists that it's okay to count yourself as like neurodivergent. It's okay to treat yourself for ADHD. Like as far as remedies and habits go, it's actually really healthy for you to apply those to your life. If they're going to work for you, regardless of whether you are diagnosed, classified as ADHD, autistic, depressed, whatever, um, any of the things it's okay to start taking those um, taking those like lifestyle changes, the habits, uh, and applying those into your own life. Um, so that's what was recommended to me by my kids, uh, therapist was if you feel like you might be ADHD, but you don't meet the qualifications and a doctor is not recommending medication for you, it's still okay to pursue, you know, the life hacks and the lifestyle changes, that help someone with ADHD, because if they help you, they help you. And it doesn't matter what you're, if you're diagnosed as anything or what, um, it doesn't matter what you are, who you are. If they help you, they help you and you should do what helps you. Um, so that being said, this is like the one hack that really helps me when I'm feeling super overwhelmed and I'm feeling like I just can't do the thing, uh, cause I struggle with motivation and I struggle with focus. And I get very overwhelmed. I struggle with anxiety in my life. And this is a talk on, on a phrase that helps me stay focused and actually get things done. First up, what I want you to do is recognize how far you've come. All right. If you're getting overwhelmed by the tasks in front of you, by what needs to get done. I tend to face a lot of overwhelm when I get up to go clean my kitchen, especially if it's been a couple of days since I've done a lot in there and, or done anything. I mean, some days, some days I don't do any dishes whatsoever for like two days and it piles up. Um, but to recognize how far you've come, uh, my kitchen does get messy. It really does. But there was a time before I ever decluttered and I ever started actually making progress on my mental health a time when I was an absolute mess, a wreck, I, I was very lost and overwhelmed and I, I should have been overwhelmed. Like there was a lot to overwhelm me. And I mean, during this time, like I would use every single dish before I would do the dishes. I would get overwhelmed. I would cry about it. I would have a mental breakdown going to actually take care of the stuff. It was a mess. It was bad. It was, it was not good. Um, but things were way worse then. Okay. And my house was cluttered. I had way too many dishes. I had way too many appliances. I had things that I kept on the counter. So like, even when the room was clean, it looked messy. <sighs> Flash forward 
you know, five to seven years later. And I, I can walk in and clean my kitchen, like fully clean it in like less than 30 minutes. I can have it totally done. That old mess used to take a couple hours to clean up. And, you know, it would always involve having to clean out a fridge that was just stocked with food that had gone bad. And then having to clean all those dishes as well. My kitchen doesn't get that bad. I've created systems. I've gotten on, you know, I've, I've, I've jumped aboard the decluttering train. I have less to clean, which makes it easier to clean. And it forces me to clean more often because after two to three days, I got to do it. Um, I don't get to wait, you know, two weeks before getting to a dish uh, as I used to. More is not the answer. Less is usually the answer here to things like this. So if you take the time to realize how far you've come, maybe it's your laundry system. Maybe it's your mental health. Maybe it's just, you know, social anxiety that's getting in the way. Notice how far you've come. Because if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, if you've been applying anything, if you've been seeing a counselor, a therapy, reading self-help books, if you simply have an awareness now that you didn't have before, recognize how far you've come. You have taken a step, okay? I guarantee like you, you can't be worse off now than you were before. You can't. Life moves forward. Even if you're making worse choices now than you used to make, you are mentally farther than you were before because you know more now. You are more self-aware than you were before. Even if it's simply just the fact that I have made you more self-aware at this point today during this episode right now, you are moving forward. You have come farther than you think. And you're going to keep moving. You're going to keep going. You're going to keep growing. And that's the beauty of life. But moving forward doesn't mean anything if you don't recognize how far you've come first. All right. If you're constantly, you can get addicted to growth. And it can become actually detrimental. Is that the word? It can actually be counterproductive to get addicted to growth. I've been in this position where I started getting addicted to growth. And I like, I got obsessed with it, obsessed with my growth. And then I started feeling bad because I felt like everything kept being out of reach because I kept moving the finish line because I kept growing and saying like, oh no, I mean, that's not the finish line anymore. That's too easy. I need to move it. And I never hit the finish line and then celebrated how far I'd come. I just kept moving the goalpost and I kept, kept thriving for more instead of being present where I am. Okay. Visualizations can be really helpful. Like, yes, you should know your end goal. You should have big dreams, big goals, do it. But if you're constantly moving that goalpost, if you're constantly looking at what you want to do and you're not looking at what you've done or the one thing in front of you right now, but you're looking at the big picture all of the time, you can feel very small, very insignificant. You can feel like that is impossible to reach. Visualization is great at the beginning. And it's great to keep in mind what that end goal is. But if you're obsessed with the end goal, instead of obsessed with your current reality, it's going to bite you in the butt. It's going to cause you to feel like you're not going to get there because you're not there. And so far, you've never gotten there because that's the big dream that keeps moving farther into the distance because the dream keeps growing because you're growing. You've got to stop and look at how far you've come already. Look at how much you have already grown. 
Look at who you are right now compared to who you were before. You've done amazing things and you're going to keep doing amazing things. And it's okay to stop, to pause, and to, to just be okay where you are right now. Even if it feels like a step back, an arrow has to be pulled back before it's shot forward. It's okay to step back. It's okay to enjoy life right where you are. I think that is just beautiful and necessary. And we forget when we get obsessed with self-growth, we forget to do that sometimes, to just be complacent for a while. Be okay where you are. I think it's a beautiful thing. So visualization. Visualizing that end goal is definitely helpful. And the way I tend to see life is that life is a perpetual staircase. And the best thing you can do is like be happy on the step you're at. And instead of looking way up ahead all of the time, look backwards and see who's right behind you that you can help get up to the level you're currently on. Um, that is a great way to like build a gratitude and a self-awareness of where you are and knowing that like you don't have to be at the top before you start helping people. In fact, the person all the way at the top of the staircase has a harder time helping the people who are right behind you because they can't reach them anymore. They're too far back. All right. You are in the perfect position to help the people who are one step behind you. You know, grab your girlfriends, grab your bestie, support her, hold each other up, help each other get through the season you're in right now. Um, just absolutely. But here's that one phrase I promised you. Now that we have laid some groundwork, <clears throat> that one phrase that helps keep me like instantly calm and in the present and doing the thing I need to do right now to achieve the goal I want, whether this is like in business, in friendships, getting to the grocery store, cleaning my kitchen. Okay. I have to go clean my kitchen right now. So that is what's in my mind right now. And that is what sparked the topic of today's episode, because it's been one that's been on my heart for a long time. I'm getting sidetracked and on a tangent and I'm sorry, the suspense must be killing you. Um, but that's why I decided I'm going to come up here and talk about it because the thought was in my head one thing at a time. Okay. This has changed my life to use this phrase consistently and just, it has been life-changing one thing at a time, just one thing at a time. That's all you have to do. One thing at a time, slow down, take a breath and just do one thing at a time. Focus on one thing at a time. Stop trying to multitask. Stop trying to do it all. Just do one thing at a time. Okay. And I really love the concept of like Emily P. Freeman's book and podcast, the next right thing that's so in line with it. And I always like, I feel like these two are so in line with the ideas. Um, you know, just do the next right thing. You don't have to think of every single thing you have to do. You don't need to know every step on that staircase. Just take the next step. Okay. Just focus on one thing. You don't have to know how you're going to get to that end goal. You don't have to do all the steps that need to be done to get there all at the same time. Just do one, one thing at a time. Okay. And I want you to take this mantra and I want you to plaster it. Okay. Sticky notes around your house on your phone, wallpaper, whatever, write it down on your planner, on your journal, just one thing at a time, make it your affirmation, make it your intention, make it, make it a mantra, a part of you, like just make it an obsession. Um, so that when you start to get overwhelmed, one, one thing at a time is what comes to mind and comforts you and pulls you through and keeps you grounded in the present to just do the thing right now that needs to be done. Okay. And this one is going to get me through my holiday season. 
um, with the planning of the holidays and the hosting, we're in a new house that's bigger than our old one. And my husband has always had these dreams of hosting holidays and parties. And we finally have the perfect house for it. So I have no excuse not to do it. And I'm finally like in a mentally healthy place where I can host a holiday party without completely losing my mind because I keep things simple. And I do one thing at a time. One thing at a time. Okay. And I do have to tell you, the tangent, like, just this story. So I, I post-it noted this in my kitchen because that's where I tend to get the most overwhelmed and distract myself from having to do the dang thing until I have to do the dang thing. Um, so I posted one thing at a time on a post-it note on my microwave so that I would see it when I walk in there and get overwhelmed by the idea of cooking dinner or cleaning the kitchen. And so this post-it note says one thing at a time. And I I put it up on my microwave um, because I was the most central location. I level, I'm going to see it every time I'm in the kitchen trying to do something. Just one thing at a time. My, this happened like a year ago when my oldest was six. Um, So he couldn't really read yet. And he asked me, what does that say? I'm like, oh, one thing at a time. And I didn't think anything of it. I come back later and there is a post-it note with the number one on every kitchen appliance. And I'm like, hey, bud, what's this? What's this say? He goes, oh, one thing at a time. Just one thing. And I realized he misunderstood. He misunderstood the post-it note. He thought I was saying you could only put one thing in the microwave at a time. So he went and said we could only put one thing in every appliance at a time. And I thought it was so cute and so funny. Um, So now also, whenever I think of one thing at a time, it makes me laugh, um, brings me joy. Uh, and it really grounds me and brings me back into like the moment and why I'm doing the things I'm doing. Um, because I just, I love my kids to death and I just love them dearly. They're the best. And just pay attention to how far you've come into the little things in life. Um, take delight in them. Take the time to delight in the little things. All right. I'm going to keep this one short today. I love you so much. Just one thing at a time. Please remember. Um, and I really hope that helps you through your holiday season. And if you could comment below or send me an email or get a hold of me on Instagram, whatever you do to get a hold of me, um, reply to the podcast, submit a podcast topic. What's it say? Um, submit a question or topic for the show. You can use that link at the bottom of the description to reply. Or if you're watching on a platform or listening on a platform that allows commenting on the episode, go ahead and comment. What is your favorite mantra that helps you through when things get stressful and tough and heavy? What is the mantra or phrase or song lyric or Bible verse that just pulls you through? Okay. I'd like to build community and have us share these things with each other. All right. I love you, friend. Thanks for being here. Oh, before I go, I have to tell you, the epic sale is coming to an end. I'd be the worst if I didn't if I didn't uh, put this out there and make sure that you are totally, totally aware. Okay, November 11th is coming up and that is the end of the epic sale. And it's not only the end of the epic sale, it is the end of um, everything. It's not the end of everything. It's not the end of the world. It's not that, I don't know why I said that. Um, <clears throat> but I am archiving all of my courses and downloads and there will be very limited things available to download and purchase online. Um, my Amazon store will still be going all my Amazon and my journals and my planners and the happy mom brain will always be available on Amazon currently for now. Um, those aren't going away right now, but 
The Etsy store is closing down. There's only four items left in there. They are 75% off, pretty much all less than a dollar at this point. Get those if you want those because those are expiring. And the um, my courses and my downloads that are on Teachable are all expiring. If you buy them, you have access to them for as long as Teachable is a thing. But my account is going to the free version and I will not be able to sell all of them at one time anymore. So I will likely be moving them to a new platform in the future or just repackaging them differently, selling them differently at different price points. But if you want the most bang for your buck, get these things now because they are on super epic, amazing sale. Um, and you don't need any promo codes, just follow the links below and get them. Um, if you can't find the links, go to, it's blossomacademy.teachable.com forward slash courses, and you will find them all there uh, in case you're listening somewhere without clickable links. Um, but the number one thing that I want you to know about is the happy mom method, because this one, 79 bucks was priced at 399 before it's valued at over 400, um, <clears throat> because of all of the content in it, it will get you all of the downloads that are currently on teachable, all of the courses that are currently on teachable. This is unblock your joy course and love your home course. Those are the big kahunas in the package. Um, it also gets you a digital download of the happy mom brain, which is, um, the workbook that started it all. Uh, it's an amazing resource. If you're an overwhelmed mom, get this, get started, dive in, um, one thing at a time, because it can seem overwhelming to buy this huge bundle, but it's amazing savings, amazing deals. It's all of the things that I can currently give you to help you make the most of your mom life. Um, get your mindset, right. Start showing up differently in your days. That's what this is all about. Start with unblock your joy. That's my biggest recommendation. Um, start with the unblock your joy course. It's going to get your mindset, right? It's going to get you showing up every day correctly. And then if you move into the love your home course, this is how it was designed to go unblock your joy, love your home. Um, and then a future third course that I want to create, which will be added to it if you do buy it and you will get the new course in the future. Um, but that one's more how you show up in the world. Uh, but currently I have how you show up for yourself in your mind, unblock your joy. That is very much mental health stuff, very much mindset stuff. Um, very much how you are choosing to show up in the world. Let's fix that, get that right, get it all aligned. And then loving your home is how you show up in your home. It's got a lot of really great simple hacks to simplify what you're doing in your home. And it's also a lot of mindset stuff about how you view your home, um, getting grateful for your home, even when you don't like the home you're in. Because um, <clears throat> this was designed as the long-term name was love the home you've hated. Okay, so love your home great resource, um, especially if you're a homemaker or a home manager, whatever, like stay-at-home mom, that's, um, it's a very great resource for you to have, okay? Uh, and then that future course um, that I do want to create probably in the next year, I don't know, I can't make any promises on it because maybe it'll never happen, um, but I always intended on creating a third course that would then be added to it, um, and each of these courses are $99, they were priced at 188, got mad at the economy and inflation and decided to lower my prices to do my part because pff, money got tight. Um, and I grew up with, you know, shopping Walmart clearance racks. So I get not wanting to spend a lot of money and especially as a mom, not wanting to spend a lot of money on yourself. So I've lowered the prices as low as I can go with still providing um, the need for value, like, you know, proving the value of the of the thing. So you could get each course simply for $33, the unblock your 
uh, Unblock Your Joy for 33, Love Your Home for 33, and then all of the digital downloads if you want those. Um, it does add up to uh, over $79. So if you want the whole package, get the Happy Mom Method. It's a bundle for $79. Uh, you will not um, find this anywhere else. And it won't be available after November 11th until I don't know when. Can't make promises. I envision myself um, figuring this all out in January. But who knows what the holidays bring. I'm not putting pressure on myself to bring it all back right away as fast as possible. Because I have had it available for you. And I want you to get it if you want it. Um, we'll, we'll talk again in the future about this. But soon you're not going to hear about this stuff. So I got to get it all out there. Um, I love you so much. Anyways, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. You are the reason I do what I do. <laughs>